Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I am a life transformation and mindset coach who supports others on their life journey. This show is all about rediscovering and reinventing who we are from wellness, healing, spirituality, empowerment, self-discovery, sobriety, parenting, mental health, energy, intuition, and so much more. There are so many good things here for you. So thank you for joining us today for your own self-project journey. So I want to welcome to the show today, Jennifer Pearson. And Jennifer is an ordained shamanic minister and certified shamanic breathwork facilitator. She's a spiritual coach, a Reiki master teacher, and she is the founder of her business, Light in Your Space. And she created it with the intention of serving those who are learning to integrate spiritual experiences with normal life. Um, She believes in the importance of validating spiritual experiences, exploring the deepest aspects of the soul, and being connected to the human experience we are all here to live. And I just want to throw in a little personal. I'm really excited to talk to you today because my own journey in the last probably year and a half has led me on my own um, spiritual journey full of spiritual experiences. And so I think Um, you know, I was a little confused when I first started learning to integrate those, like you say, with normal life and not always, I have a problem of kind of maybe staying out in the spiritual and not grounding back to reality. So I think that it's important that you're kind of showing the way. And sometimes these spiritual experiences are confusing and you're like, what is happening with me? What's going on? What am I experiencing? So I think that it's really awesome that you're here to support people with that. So yeah. Before I ramble, ramble, do you mind just um, telling us more about you, Jennifer, and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So as a shamanic minister, you know, that is um, about connectedness, really. So it's about finding our connection to each other, finding our connection to the earth, to the spirits, to everything. And we are human for a reason. And I think that when we dive into those spiritual aspects, we kind of forget that. We get wrapped up. Like you said, it's easy to be ungrounded and it's like, hey, it's kind of fun to be out in this spacey wild world. And then we forget like we have to do the laundry and go to work on Monday. And, you know, and then it's hard to find people who who understand that, you know, not everybody's been through that experience and it can sound completely crazy to people who haven't. So I kind of work to help people realize that yeah, it it might sound crazy, but there's plenty of other people who've had similar crazy experiences and and how to sort of make sense of it, how to integrate it, how to use it, and how to find that balance between groundedness and being able to enjoy those experiences. Yeah, so I do some energy work, I do some shamanic breath work. um, And I have a Facebook group where each week I do a live like Q&A or meditations and things like that. Oh, that's awesome. So what led you? Did you have your own kind of spiritual experiences that led you kind of down this path where you started exploring this this world? Yeah, I was always kind of fascinated by it. I had experiences as a kid with spirits and I just figured everybody had like a man that lived in the basement and talked to you when you played Barbies and didn't realize that was weird until I got older and was like, oh, that's not a thing. Okay. 
Um, and you know, no one in my family really talked about it. And then it turned out probably in my twenties, um, some story came up about, I, I think we were talking about our old house might've been haunted or something. And all of a sudden everybody had stories to share and, you know, well, aunt so-and-so was like this and uncle so-and-so had this and no one ever talked about it. And so that was kind of what started me into opening up and talking about it more because it wasn't something that was shared. You know, I grew up in a strict Catholic household. We didn't talk about, you know, that wasn't really a thing we talked about. So I started opening up more and then by opening up more, I was finding more people who were like that, who had these crazy experiences, who had crazier experiences than I did. Um, and I moved to Asheville, North Carolina about 15 years ago. And Asheville's a very spiritual town. There's a little bit of everything here. So I started exploring more around here and I found acupuncture and Reiki and different kinds of energy work and therapies and um, just all kinds of things. And I just explored and for my own healing and for my own curiosity, sometimes it was purely curiosity and sometimes it was healing. Uh, but I really got into it a few years ago when I went through divorce. And so as I was considering divorcing and I was really struggling in my relationship and I was unhappy in my job at the time, and I was just really having a lot of conflict in my life and how did I get here? And this doesn't feel like me kind of things. And so there was a big journey into connecting to my own intuition, learning to trust my inner voice. And, and that path kind of led me down these things. And then I, I wanted to learn more for myself and more to share for others. And so that's how I got into the stuff I got into. Yeah, That's so cool. I didn't know that about Asheville. I'm glad you shared that because um, I'm going to add that to my list. I have, well, we did have a trip. I think we're getting shut back down again, planned to um, Sedona, Arizona, somewhere I really want to go, but I'll have to add that to my list, my bucket list. So, yeah. So you, like you said, um, I think it's interesting. Like you said, you were brought up, like you said, in a Catholic household with that upbringing. Um, I think that that's something that I kind of struggled with too. I was brought up uh, Christian and so struggling again with those spiritual experiences and what's happening and people um, kind of questioning you, like, are you crazy? Because witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I did get uh, yeah, a lot of that. Uh, my grandma tells me that often that I'm doing the devil's work and things like that. And I'm like, it's okay, grandma. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Everyone can have their opinions. I actually, yes. I got lucky, you know, with the, the upbringing that I did have. The first time I meditated was actually in seventh grade and it was led by a nun that was our teacher. So she, we were supposed to watch a video. It was like the end of the year and they bring in, you know, back in the day, they roll in the VCR cart and we all get to watch a video at the end. And some other class had signed up for the VCR cart. So we didn't have it. And she was like, all right, we're going to meditate. Everybody close your eyes. And she did a guided meditation. And it was something about sitting on a park bench and someone sits next to you. And I had this incredible experience. And in the experience, I felt like it was the presence of Jesus. And it was just this feeling of like love, like I've never felt before, like just this huge, expansive love and a feeling that I try to like get back to and emulate when I can. But I remember coming out of that meditation and being like, holy shit, like that was the most amazing experience. And here I am like 12 or 13 years old, how old are you are in seventh grade? And the other kids next to me are like, I fell asleep. This was dumb. What was this? Where's the movie? And I was like, oh my God, my life just changed. <laughs> so I feel lucky, you know, that that was the experience of the nun that was my teacher 
as opposed to some of the others that it could have been. So Yeah. yeah. I think that that's so cool too, because you never, you know, her doing that, she didn't know who she was going to impact. Obviously there were several that she didn't impact, but for you, that was a huge impact. I think that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm always, I have five boys. And so I'm always trying to get them like, let's meditate or let me do a Reiki session on you. And they're like, no, thanks. (laughs) I'm like, okay, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes it's just timing. So, you know, even then I'm sure some of those kids would be meditating now. And, but when you're 12 or that day, or you were hoping to watch whatever movie we were going to watch at that time, you know, then your head, I mean, even now, some days your head's just not in the right space. I don't feel like meditating today. (laughs) Tomorrow I want to do it all day, but yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. So I'm really interested too. What led you to shamanism? That sort of comes, I feel like shamanism sort of comes to you more than you go to it. Like it, it just sort of happens. So in a lot of energy work sessions that I was having, and even some therapy sessions that I was having, um, the idea of connection was coming up more, the idea of breathing and rhythm and finding your rhythm and, and all these things kept, these certain words and phrases kept coming up over and over. And I um, started reading more about shamanism. I think it started with shape-shifting. There, my therapist said something about shape-shifting. You're a shape, she said, you're a shape-shifter, aren't you? And I was like, what does that even mean? And then it kind of stuck in my head. And my, my energy work mentor, she was talking about it too. And she's like, well, you should try and find some, some books on it. And she gave me some things to read. And basically, the, the concept is how you can kind of walk between the worlds. So you can go to work and be, you know, Miss Science Mind on Monday, and then also go do energy work and be in the spiritual mind. And you, you kind of flow between and you become these people in these different situations, but it's all you, the essence is the same, but the shape shifts. And so I thought that was really interesting. And that reading about that and finding more about that led me into more of the shamanic path and and reading about that. And I started doing shamanic journey, um, which was kind of like meditation on steroids for me. And then I found shamanic breath work kind of on accident, you know, all these things, the rhythm, the breathing, the shamanism was coming up. And I saw a flyer that said a shamanic breath work immersion happening whatever day. And I was like, well, I have no idea what that is, but it hit, hit like all of the things that had been coming up for me. So I went and tried it out. And that was just like life changing, wild awesomeness. And it was led by a couple who just didn't really and to me, a lot of the, with the shamanic breath work is about the processing that happens after. So you have the big experience, but in, in the actual shamanic breath work process, then there's an artwork, then there's talking, then there's process so that you can integrate it so that you can understand what happened so that you can kind of, you know, feel what that means for you. And this was like a branch. I don't want to call it shamanic breath work because that's a very specific thing, but it was breath work related to shamanism. And the couple who was facilitating had none of the processing afterwards. So I came out of it, out of this huge experience, feeling ungrounded, feeling completely like on the verge of breakdown. Like, what is this? And when I tried to talk to them, they were just like, that's cool. (laughs) I was like, no, this is not right. So I started trying to find out more about it because I saw clearly there's potential here, but I don't know what to do with it. And that kind of led me into, to finding Venus rising, um, that's the Institute for Transformation. They're the ones, uh, Linda Starwolf created this shamanic breathwork that I do. And it kind of came out of rebirthing breathwork, 
integrative breathwork and holotropic breathwork. And then also some teachings from her, her adopted wolf clan grandmother <laughs> from the Seneca clan. And so it, it's really just kind of a cool process and I love it. And I'm so glad that I was led to find it. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that because I will say, I think that I, when you said at first, it kind of finds you, that's something that like I've been interested in exploring more, but just not sure where to start, but I love that you bring up Linda Starwolf. I'm like, I know exactly who that is. Um, I'm a breathwork facilitator as well. So I'm glad that you kind of explained maybe a little bit of what the difference is. Um, you're integrating the experience after because yeah, I was thinking that like, gosh, even when I do regular just breathwork workshops, like we're not really doing any like integration or processing after. So I think that it's wonderful that you have incorporated that because otherwise you're left with the kind of like, okay, well, what now? Like, okay, I had that experience. Now what? Right. And if you already have support in place and you already are going to therapy or energy work, you may have the tools to be able to figure that out and do that yourself. But it's nice to have that group. It's nice. I mean, you can do shamanic breath work one-on-one, but I really like it when it's in a group because sometimes you just need to hear what the other person had to say, or you need that support, that community feeling in it too. Yeah. 100%. So I'd really like to know, um, like how are, how do you work with others? What are the different ways that you are helping other people? Are you, um, I know you have a course that's coming out soon, right? Yeah, I actually just started, I just started enrollment uh, right around Thanksgiving, and then it'll open up for enrollment again in January. Uh, If you join my Facebook group, it's facebook.com slash group slash shine every day. And that probably is the easiest way or you can get on my email list to find out when it opens up again. Um, But it's a six month course for self discovery and transformation. So we learn about our energy system, the chakras, we learn about the cycles of transformation, how you change where you get stuck in those cycles, we learn about um, all kinds of things that come up and things that come up specifically to the people in the group. So maybe somebody's struggling on mindfulness, or maybe somebody's struggling on who knows, but each week is a new teaching and a Q&A. And so there's a little bit of one-on-one and group coaching. And then each week there's an opportunity for a breath work. So that's kind of the six months to, to help you transform. And it's all about you making your own goals. It's about you finding your own path, connecting into yourself. And so it's kind of like the weekly teachings are more like prompts to get your energy going, to get your intuition going, to get your system going so that you can find those things. So the people who are in the group now are all on completely different paths and in completely different, you know, parts of their life and they're all getting something. So it's really kind of cool to, to see that change. So that's my group program. I do work one-on-one for people for coaching, which is similar, but all one-on-one, you don't get the group aspect. Um, and the one-on-one coaching, I include some energy work with that. And then I also do just smaller sessions for one-on-one energy work. I can do that over Zoom. Um, things like that, that breathwork sessions can also be done on zoom now. So I know that's, that's so cool that we have the ability to connect with others and still help them even via zoom, no matter where they're at, what's going on. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed at how well it actually works over zoom. Cause it seemed a little bit, you know, I was nervous about it at first. I'm like, is it going to be as effective? Are people going to get it? And they do. It's really cool. It is cool. I was kind of worried about that at first too. I'm like, I really like being in person. Like I'm also um, Reiki. I have my level two. 
And I just like, there's that in-person aspect of doing like the Reiki and the breath work that yes, when I transferred over to Zoom, it was a little adjustment because I'm like, I just like the in-person aspect. But like you said, it found a way to make it work out and people are benefiting from it. Yeah. I have a few people who have told me they actually like it better on Zoom. I guess they feel less inhibited. They don't have people watching them. They don't feel like they have, they're in their own space. They're not in my office. So that different for some, some people still like the in-person better, but there are definitely people who, you know, I think that even post COVID I'll keep a lot of stuff on zoom just because it had a good response. That's awesome. And I think that that's been one of the beauties of COVID is it's shown us how we could do things differently and how we can still connect and how we can uh, pivot and I would love to know, do you mind just kind of sharing maybe a couple things with us on ways that you can kind of tap into that inner guidance? Because sometimes it's hard when we have all these things screaming at us from the external world, you know, this really starts tapping into being mindful, connecting with yourself. But do you have just a few tips on like where someone could start? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be hard. You know, uh, one of the big complaints that I get from people is like, I can't meditate. I just can't sit still. I don't have the time to do it. Or I can't, I can't empty my thoughts. My mind's always going. And you don't have to do that. You know, the, the empty mind meditation is just one way to do it. And once you get into the practice of meditation, that might not seem quite as unattainable. But that's a really, in my mind, that's a terrible place to start because you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. So do smaller tasks. And I kind of joke, it's like the karate kid when he's like teaching Daniel to wax the floors, you know, use your daily routine as your mindfulness routine, start there. So if you're washing the dishes, just concentrate on washing the dishes, forget about what you have to do after the dishes, forget about what you just did before the dishes, just think about how clean is this dish? What's the motion that I'm using? Watch the waterfall, listen to the sounds around you. How do you stack them up? You know, just really kind of be mindful of every step in the process, folding the laundry, doing the dishes, whatever it is that you're doing, take that time where you have to do that task and be really mindful with it. And that will help you to kind of get those same benefits that you're getting out of a guided meditation or an empty mind meditation over time. It's, it's about the practice really is what it is. So that's usually my first advice is just take what you're already doing and turn it into an exercise. The shower is a great one to do it. Um, yeah. And the shower, there's also a good exercise to be able to imagine all the energy of the day, everything that you've absorbed from other people, just kind of washing down the drain so that you're just left with what's yours. And that's a really nice way to either start or end the day, just fresh and new and in your own energy fully. Uh, and if you add that little bit of mindfulness with it, then it's even better. And you'll feel like energized getting out of the shower. So yeah, those are my, probably my first basic tips that I give to most people. Um, also I was just thinking too, do you have kind of a routine where you say like you wash away the day? Do you have a protection routine that you start with in the morning or I, I used to, so to me, it was something where I really had to be conscious of it and I really had to set the routine and, and several times a day. And it was more about grounding, I think, than it was like any specific thing. Grounding is, is another big thing that I think helps us tune in. And think of it as like the tree, the tree's branches aren't going to grow and reach the heavens if the root system is shallow. You know, you've got to be rooted. You've got to have those roots grow in. So you've got to be grounded if you want to explore that spiritual stuff, if you want to get out there. So grounding to me was something that I would, I actually used to set an alarm on my phone, like every so many hours of the day, like stop and ground, breathe. Uh, because then it helped me get into the routine. And now it's just more natural. It just kind of happens. 
I don't have to think about it so much. But yeah, I definitely had, I would talk to my spirit guides at night as I was falling asleep, like say a little prayer, talk to them and, and ask for protection and ask for guidance and set my boundaries. Like this is what I'm okay with coming in. And this is what I'm not okay with coming in, or here's a limited time where I'm okay with whatever, you know? And so the setting up your office hours, basically, for what kinds of things you are okay or not okay. Um, it, it's all about practice. Same thing with the mindfulness, the more you do it, the more it becomes natural. And the more uh, it's just part of you, you're not you're not having to be consciously thinking of it. Uh, that you touch on like it's setting boundaries, setting boundaries for your energy, setting boundaries for, you know, what you're going to do, what you're not. Um, I love that you talked about you're just incorporating grounding throughout your day. And you mentioned that like you might just stop and breathe. Are there any other like little ways that you incorporate grounding just as you go throughout your day? I will sometimes just picture roots through my feet or through the base of my spine and picture roots kind of as deep as I can imagine. And sometimes I'll actually have trouble visualizing how deep they're going. And that's when I know I need to like step back and take a minute and even breathe or whatever I need to do to relax. But imagine the roots kind of going down into the earth and wrapping around the core of the earth and feeling that earth energy kind of coming back up. And that sort of grounded earthiness helps me to feel more centered. It helps my mind feel more clear. I don't feel as like spacey and scattered. Uh, and that, that's been really important. Most definitely. I would love to talk on too, because we were talking a little bit about inner guidance. Um, so when we start, I know myself, I'm kind of developing what you would say your inner guidance and your intuition and learning how maybe your guides and how your higher self speak to you. And I know that I've had a lot of trouble with trusting it, just trusting the messages that I'm receiving, trusting that that's, I get caught up. Is that my imagination? You know, am I making this up? Am I really, you know, connecting with my inner self and my higher self? Or am I making things up? Do you, did you go through a period where you felt like that too? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I still go through that sometimes, you know, but then there's to me, if I'm making it up, what's the difference? So, you know, my higher self is still me. So if it's making it up or I'm making it up here, you know, what's the difference? Is it going to help me or not? And so it, it's kind of learning the difference between is it the angel or the devil on your shoulder? You know, is it your inner guidance or is it your inner critic and which one's talking? And they're both trying to protect you but one is trying to help you grow and the other is trying to hold you still. And so uh, there's a, a exercise that I teach in my, um, I do a five day thing called jumpstart your intuition. And that comes in next one will be January 11th is when that's going to start. And so we'll go through some of these exercises, but one is learning body signals. What does my body feel like when I'm operating from fear and what's my body feel like when I'm operating from joy? And fear is that inner critic talking, that inner critic that's going, oh, you better not do that. Oh, you better not take that risk. That's going to be scary. Or that's going to, you know, you, you might get it wrong and it's holding you back because it's afraid. And then your inner guidance is that one that's like, well, you could do it and it could be pretty awesome. And, you know, really kind of pushing you to even take baby steps because any action is moving you towards that greater expansion and that feeling of love. And so the more you know those body signals, what do I feel like when I'm in fear? What do I feel like I'm in love? You can create a spectrum and you can kind of tell, am I more towards the love side? Am I more towards the fear side? And where is that coming from? And so checking in with yourself, especially for big decisions, you know, big things that, that'll really affect your life before you jump in. If you can feel that in your body, you kind of know this little extra wisdom without having to overthink it. 
I love that you mentioned that because um, myself, I work with human design and that's one of the things that we talk about is tapping into like your strategy and your authority. And that all goes down to the, like the gut level response of your body. We're not making decisions from up here. We're making decisions from the body response. So I feel like when you're talking about that, I'm like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's tuning into that, like getting out of the head and tuning into that body response to figure out what your body's telling you. And we need the head. I mean, it is there protecting us for a reason. And there are times that like you should be going from your head more than you should just be going from your heart. But if you know where it's coming from, then you're able to consciously make that choice instead of just letting your body kind of take over and and you're sabotaging yourself because you don't know where it's coming from and you don't know how you're making those decisions. And so the more you're consciously aware of it, the more you're able to say, you know what, I am going to pull back and I'm not going to go for that risk this time or heck yes, I'm jumping in. I'm going to take it and I'm ready for the leap. So as long as you know where you're coming from, there's not a right or wrong answer. And it's all, it all comes back, like you said, to just self-awareness and you're learning how to tap in and just tune into yourself. It's, it's, I feel like it's just developing this relationship with yourself is what it really felt like for me. It was just kind of getting to know myself, slowing myself down I love that you say tapping into the mindfulness because like if I'm washing dishes or doing laundry, I'm always like, what's the next thing I have to do? What's, you know, thinking of something else. So when you were saying just focus on what be present, focus on what you're doing. Um, I'm like, yeah, there's, I'm sure that there's so many of us that really need to get back to that, especially with everything going on nowadays. It's, it's easy to live in the future and the what ifs and the what's going to happen. <laughs> It's almost like the world on the outside has slowed down, but our internal world has sped up because we're like, what are we going to do? What am I, how am I going to fix this? What am I going to change? Everything's different. What am I, you know, what's, what's next? What, what happens now? And so our minds are going wild and we don't have that, the same outlets for it. So we don't have those same, you know, social interactions and ways to blow off steam that we used to have. We've got to get more creative. So yeah, slowing down our mind is is key. I love that you say that. It's we're being forced to sit with ourselves and we don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, some of us are not very good at that. Yes, I did have that struggle. Like when, when you know everything first started, it was like I don't know how to slow down and sit with myself. So again, like you know, while it's been an insane year, it's also been full of beautiful moments too. So I just. Like there's so much great stuff that we have here. So do you want to let us know where, where can we connect with you online? Where can we find you? So I have a website. It is lightenyourspace.com. But really, I think the best way to connect with me is to join my Facebook group because we can interact. You can kind of see, I, I do every Friday, I go live at 1230 Eastern and we do tips, we do meditations. Um, you can put in requests. If there's something you want to know for that week. Um, and so that's just kind of a nice way to sort of get to know me. If you're not quite ready to sign up for one-on-one coaching or, you know, a big investment like that, you kind of get to see the vibe and will we work well together or how our energy works together. Um, and that's Facebook, um, facebook.com slash groups slash shine every day. And you can, when you do that, you can actually give me your email. It's on the questions that you answer when you go in. And if you do that, then you're on the email list. So when there are new programs opening, like the uh, six month uh, transformation class, you know, when that reopens, you'll be on the list to get that information. Awesome. And before we kind of close out, is there anything that we um, maybe didn't talk about or anything that you had wanted to add that we didn't touch on? 
There's always so much. I mean, I could sit and talk about this stuff like, for days. Um, I know. I think that the stuff that we did talk about, we kind of wrapped up in a nice little intro. I think that, you know, it, to me, just like you said, it's all about that relationship with yourself. It's getting to know yourself. It's getting to tap into that intuition and then the practice. So practicing, I always say practice makes progress. You know, we're not aiming for perfection. We're looking for that progress towards ourselves, towards knowing ourselves, towards creating the person that we want to be. And we're the only one that knows who that is and what that is and how to get there. So yeah, it's, it's building that relationship every day. That's beautiful. I have to thank you. I feel like you gave us so many great tips. Like you said, we've discussed, I feel like we packed so much into yeah, <laughs> into yeah. this space. So I think this episode is going to be great for people to take these tips all about being more mindful, getting yourself grounded, um, knowing that if you are having these spiritual experiences and you're wondering what the heck's going on, or you're feeling confused about it, that there is guidance out there for you. Um, you know, there's somebody like Jennifer who's there to help you with that, which I think would have been really important. Like I said, I wish I would have known you a year ago when I was struggling with all of that. So yeah, if you're in that space, most definitely um, connect with Jennifer. So connect with our Facebook group. Everything is going to be linked up in show notes. You'll be able to find the Facebook group and the website and connect with Jennifer. So I just have to tell you, thank you so much for everything that you have given us today. Thank you, Christy. This was fun. I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.